Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Enfuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. The show's namesake, BJ Shea. He's right well, over there. Well, howdy. Howdy. And running the boards is Joey Dees. Hi. Hi. On today's show, we'll talk with Gareth Von Kallenbach about all sorts of things, including San Diego Comic-Con, Free Guy, and Lego Star Wars. Then we'll get into, finally, the Black Widow. Well, there's no the there, just Black Widow. Lots of spoilers, so uh, just be ready for that for Yay! us to uh, endlessly speculate on what the hell's going on with all that. And, of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. It's going to have our blogs, podcasts, and more. 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 <laughs> more. <laughs> or just look up BJ Shay's Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, and the Odyssey app, and you'll find us. Yes, Odyssey is spelled, and I'll probably keep spelling it for you all you guys so I can remember it myself, A-U-D-A-C-Y. If you have the old radio.com app, uh, well, now it became Odyssey, and if you don't, well, you can uh, download the Odyssey app and uh, listen to all of our stuff, all sorts of crazy fun things with that app. Uh, let's get right in it with Mr. Gareth Von Kallenbach from Skewed and Reviewed. That is SKNR.net. Because we got a <laughs> There we go. Yeah. For those people who love hearing that Von Kallenbach. Now we've got some information from him. Gareth Von Kallenbach joins us from Skewed and Reviewed. And we may have taken a little while off, but that doesn't mean Gareth hasn't been scouring the internet for tips, news, and all sorts of different things coming out there. And let's start off with San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, a little bit of shortness on this one, because uh, what's going on? Well, basically, they pulled off another virtual show, and they're still... Oh, yeah. You know, fingers crossed, hoping to do a smaller gathering over Thanksgiving weekend, and we'll have to see how, uh, you know, where the world is in that situation. Uh, but they actually uh, were able to have um, even more stuff this year. I mean, they had a really good lineup last year. But while some of the bigger studios held back and did not have the participation that they normally would at the show, uh, they did have some really nice things that uh, expanded on from last year. And, you know, one example was they kicked off with a G.I. Joe Snake Eyes preview. Oh. And what was so fun about that is we actually had the press screening that evening. And so I got to see the panel, and then we went and saw the screening. And it was done in conjunction with uh, Comic-Con at home and at certain cities. And they had this little booth set up right outside the screening. So you would go in, stand up against a green screen, and they were able to do one of projecting the Snake Eyes helmet on you with a retractable visor <laughs> as well as a backdrop. And then, of course, you get to email. You've seen them. The, you get to email or social media the picture to yourself. So that was, you know, that was a little bit of fun, a little bit of something that you would get on the convention floor uh, coming. And then uh, there were tons of panels. And what was really nice about it was, Unlike last year, where not a lot of filming was going on, you had more clips and stuff to look forward to. So we got to see things like uh, Star Trek Lower Decks gave a tease for season two. We got to see our first look at Star Trek Prodigy. Um, you know, oh, AMC yeah. had some really good clips for The Walking Dead, Walking Dead World Beyond, and Fear the Walking Dead, which really, you know, wow, this, you know, this is impressive. And, uh, you know, you had things like Shudder showed some of their upcoming creep show, uh, things like that. But one of the things I wanted to mention there, there is a lot because believe me, we can't cover everything. <laughs> but one of the things I was really intrigued by is I've been following Titan Comics uh, and their 
new Blade Runner series. They have Blade Runner Origins and Blade Runner 2029, and I've read a few of the issues, and they're quite good, actually. And then we got to have a look at the new animated Blade Runner Black Lotus, which is coming. And it kind of ties in right before Blade Runner 2049. And, you know, from my standpoint, it's nice to see more of this Blade Runner universe because we had such a long gap between the original film and the sequels. I mean, yeah, we had a book here or there and a video game, but it's nice to see that there's still... Um, developing it, even though the movie didn't do as well as they had hoped, it did show that there's still an interest in the franchise. So I'm really interested to see where they're going to go forward with this. Yeah, a lot of fun and a lot of great information on that. And I know, like you said, there's so much more to cover, but you have more out there, so that's good to have on that. Uh, you did mention uh, zombies with The Walking Dead, so I wanted to throw out there because you sent me a... It looks like they're animated the original Night of the Living Dead. That is correct. Warner Brothers Home Entertainment, who also did panels at Comic-Con for the uh, Batman Long Halloween 2 and the upcoming Ooh. Mortal Kombat movie, uh, which looks really good, the animated Mortal Kombat film, uh, they have, uh, coming in October, they're going to take the 1968 original George Romero classic, Night of the Living Dead, that basically got this whole ball rolling with the zombies and more, uh, and do an animated version of it. And I'm really curious to see what it's uh, going to be. Katie Sackhoff is in it. Josh Jamel's in it. And wow. they've got a really interesting cast. And it'll be really curious because, as I um, you know, said to people, yes, they did remakes in the 90s where they remade it in color. They remade the sequel. Uh, there have been a couple attempts to do the third film. Uh, but this is really interesting in that they're looking to basically stay true to the original, but modernize it just slightly, but not as radically as some of the other attempts have done. Oh, very interesting on that. And I always love the good zombie stuff, so I'm very excited for that. Now, going into theaters fairly soon, is it this weekend or the next weekend? We got Ryan Reynolds with Free Guy. Next weekend. Ah, okay, so week yeah. from Friday. And uh, this is really interesting because uh, right at the top, I know this has been a huge topic of discussion about various actors and actresses potentially suing their studios over going to streaming and so on and so forth. And, you know, we've, we've, we've obviously know about Scarlett Johansson. We've heard that, uh, uh, we may have one over Cruella, but then the rock has said, I'm not doing it. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm cool. But of course he also has all these production deals with the studios. Well, perhaps this is a offshoot of that. And we have to remember this film was done by Fox but then acquired by Disney with the purchase. And it basically has had to sit there because of the instability in the world. And they apparently have come out and said, we're not doing a a streaming option on this. It's going to be a theatrical release only. And so, you know, that, that is important because we'll see where all this legal stuff goes, but it seems like now you're starting to see, well, maybe we're going to hold off on, same-day streaming, and of course, that'll affect Shang-Chi and the Eternals and on down the line. So, the good thing about the film is that, um, without spoiling too much, as anyone knows, essentially, Ryan Reynolds plays a guy who is an NPC in an open-world game who (laughs) isn't really aware that he is an NPC and that his whole world is fake, and then one day, through a quirk, um, things happen and he literally has his eyes opened and it's 
clever in that it blends elements of the Truman Show, They Live. There was a few elements of Tron in it and a few elements, I would even say, of Ready Player One. But it's completely original. It's not like it copies those ideas. It just has kind of little bits of nods. The characters are really enjoyable. You really enjoy them. They're sympathetic. They're, you know, you root for them, which you don't get in a lot of these films where the FX overshadow everything. But what is really great about it is, one, it's got a lot of humor to it blended in with the action. There are so many cameos, either voice cameos or celebrity cameos, that really are completely unexpected. There's a sequence near the end that brought the, we had a, it was only the press, but, you know, usually stoic members of the press were just busting up and cheering when this certain <laughs> segment came in. And I, and when you see it, you folks will know, and I kind of, I'm sitting here and asking myself, was this in there from the beginning or was this added in after the purchase? And you'll, you'll see what I mean when you see it. But, there are just clever nods. Like my wife said, this has actually been her favorite film of the year. Wow. There are, there are so many clever nods that like, for example, you'll see in the background, they're walking along and you'll see this character just walking into a wall, walking into a wall, (laughs) one just bouncing down the street. And you're like, yep. And it's anybody that's been in an open world game knows you'll see that sort of thing. Somebody who just can't figure it out. And, you know, I, I, it, it, you watch it and you're like, there's elements of Grand Theft Auto Online. There's elements of this game and all this. And you're just like, this, this is hysterical. And it was very clever. And the beauty of it is there is a story that takes place in the real world. There's a story that takes place in the virtual world. And, of course, the, the merger between the two. And it, it was just really fresh and clever. And it was one of those things that you go, this is the kind of film that you need to see in an audience with a lot of people and really enjoy. And best of all, I don't think you need to be a hardcore video gamer to enjoy it. And that's, uh, you know, nothing but good things to say about it. And I mean, to be perfectly honest, video games have been so pervasive in everybody's life. I feel people have dealt with glitches and such and kind of know how like things like GTA work. So I feel that that'll be fine even for the noobs when it comes down to it. Uh, But also speaking of video games, and I mean, it's video game uh, content. Lego Star Wars is doing something else now, too. Yes, they are. Now, that was really a bit of a surprise because they have, uh, people remember for Disney Plus, they did a Christmas show, and that went over fairly well, mm-hmm. very well, actually. Loved it, yeah. And now we're getting a Halloween show, and it will be on Disney Plus. And what we've been told is that uh, essentially Poe Dameron and BB 8 go to Mustafar, and they are getting their ship. Uh, worked on, and they find that Darth Vader's castle is under the control of a hut who wants to turn it into, I believe, a hotel or a resort. (laughs) And essentially, they start going into the lower decks of this castle, and they meet Darth Vader's assistant, and of course, apparently there are three spooky tales that are told as they go on this walk. And, you know, looking at the cast, you say, well, gee, this person's playing the emperor, this person's playing Darth Vader. So obviously these will be flashback tales, but all we've been told is that they will be obviously being Lego. It'll be family appropriate, but we are told they are spooky tales from the star Wars universe involving Darth Vader, the emperor, so on and so forth. And, uh, so we can look forward to that around Halloween. 
Lots of fun things that people can check out going across video games. Uh, always that fun San Diego Comic-Con uh, content, which, again, if you go to skewedandreviewedsknr.net, you'll get way more information than what we covered here because there's just too much. All of the information, all the news, all of that stuff, you can find that there. Go to Skewed and Reviewed. Thank you so much, Gareth. Anytime. Take care. Thank you again, Gareth. I am very excited for Free Guy when it comes out. Now, it's only coming out to theaters because, oh. well, they, uh, the, you know, Disney Plus and those simul releases. Joey D's, you and me, we doing it? We're doing it. Nice. Yeah, a little, maybe like a little pizza afterwards. Oh, I'm yeah, doing the old bonding it. over a nice video game NPC movie. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this right now. <laughs> uh, I'm going to tell you this right now. The the, the, the the female star of that movie, a lot of you folks, I'm telling you, you, you Jodie Comer is a star. She's the person that plays Eve in Killing Eve. Uh, oh. and she was also uh, she was also uh, Ray's mom. Uh, very very huh. quickly in Star Wars, she's Ray's mom at the when you see the flashback. Okay, uh, Jody is oh my god, she's so good. She is so so good, and uh, I'm excited to see how she does in this movie and want to see her in more movies. She's so talented. Nice, that's awesome. And uh, well, speaking of all the whole Disney Plus sort of thing, uh, Black Widow. Is what? The, is a movie that? that has been out for quite a while. Wait um, a minute. I it kind of dropped off of theaters very quickly because uh, it is available for premiere access on Disney Plus. And if you have looked at the news recently, there's a whole little back and forth between ScarJo and uh, Disney Plus uh, because she's wanting the money that she uh, uh, is contractually obligated to get. Can't really blame her. No, not at all, especially against the big bad mouse. So uh, going into that, uh, I finally was able to catch it. And BJ, you saw it in a theater, I think like the Friday it came out, right? Oh, yeah. Our, our buddy Josh from BJ Shea's Board Game Alliance. Hopefully someday we'll come back. Um, you damn COVID. Uh, Josh rented <laughs> yeah, right. a theater because, uh, you know, not, right now you can rent theaters because not everybody's going, especially in the afternoon. So just 20 of us had the whole joint to ourselves watching Black Widow. It was awesome. That's amazing because, yeah, I've seen those. AMC lets you rent out theaters. I was thinking about doing it with Scott Pilgrim versus the world uh, at some point in time. But it nice. seems a good reason if you've got your friends and uh, you want to be able to feel comfortable in a theater if you don't that's a good way to go about it how now i ended up watching on disney plus so i was sitting at the comfort of my own home um you know having my own personal libations and uh, being able to pause it when i needed to go use the restroom so that was kind of nice on that but what was how was that theatrical experience for you because this movie was made for the theaters and it was very bombastic in a lot of places the actor was pretty great Unless you've got a really big, 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 big screen TV, or at least one that you you, you know with a good sound system, and you think is big enough that you you really appreciate it, uh, there's nothing like seeing a Marvel movie on the screen, and I yeah, think it does yeah. add to it. I really like the movie, and maybe I wouldn't have liked it so much if I was just sitting in my living room watching it for the first time. Uh, you know, you know my opinion on Wonder Woman '84, and I wonder <laughs> if I yeah. would have liked it more if I saw it in the theater. Sometimes there's something about the theater and being around other people, especially like we had our friends, that does add to the experience. And so totally, I, yeah. I totally think seeing it in the theater was was better for me, uh, and made me like the movie maybe better than I would have liked it. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good way to kind of insert um, Black Widow's story into an area where, like, there's a little bit of wiggle room with that. And so we were able to see her after uh, Captain America Civil War, where right. her and Steve and uh, many others had either been captured or were on the run uh, because of the Sokovia Accords. And so then it ends up going right into Infinity War, where she's trying to bring the band back together. 
Uh, and uh, she's kind of the linchpin when it comes down to all of it at the end of that, as you see. Um, yeah. So it was neatly placed, uh, and it, you find out a lot of information about her past. And uh, by the way, I did mention it earlier, but spoilers, we will be talking about all the ins and outs of this movie. Um, oh, you're going to say that Spock died? Okay. Okay. You do it. All, right. all right. You just went too far now. Now we got to end wow. the podcast. All right. <laughs> no, but it was, it was a nice... A succinct story that felt perfectly into place. Like it yeah. really, like it worked very well when it came down to it. I, you know, there's a lot of, you know, the, I don't know. There's there are people that just want to throw hate on this movie, uh, and I don't. I, you know, I have my own theories as to what it is, and I'm getting really frustrated at the geek community for being very predictable, or at least the trolls, for being very predictable. Oh, guess what? There's a certain person that will star in this movie, and they're just going to hate it because a certain... And it's not even it's not about the person. It's more about the, the characteristics of a person. And I'm like, really? I'm so tired of the predictability trolls that I'm almost thinking that it's just like, this is what people just want to do. They just want to troll us because... This movie's as good as a lot of Marvel movies. You know, obviously it's ground level, right? So you're yeah, not going to yeah. have the excitement of the Guardians of the Galaxy type of epic movie or, you know, Thor in space or something like that. I mean, it, but it is a, you know, it's as good as Captain America, you know, the first Captain America movie and my as far as action and stuff going on and uh and her sister uh Florence Pugh who played Yelena um, and David Harbour. Oh yeah, uh, and David Harbour was great. I, I just, you know, I loved him as a, as Alexi and Rachel Weisz. I'll watch her and everything. I've loved her, and she's still amazing. I don't right? know yeah. who she paid off. She made a deal with somebody because I'm like, wow. I was <laughs> like, I think that's Rachel Weisz, but she looks like she is like still. You know, when I remembered her from 20 years ago. so Yeah, from like The uh, Mummy and such. And, which, by the yeah. way, I know the uh, graphics and stuff of The Mummy aren't great anymore. <laughs> However, it is still yeah. an amazing movie. And, you know, like going through all of this, first off, I've decided that I need to uh, more than likely uh, get myself a Red Guardian hoodie, if not an entire costume. Oh, yeah. yeah, So definitely. I can go around uh, pretending I'm David Harbour. And uh, maybe uh, maybe getting some of those dad bob vi- dad bod vibes when it comes down yeah. to it. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like the it, the, sh- the movie was it like started off like the Americans, but superhero Americans. Straight up, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. about that when, when it first happened, and it was like, wow, it was really cool how they did all of this because it was it is exactly what you were looking for if you come out of like Captain America Civil War. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, these are ground level characters, but these are more akin to like the born identity or something along those lines of those like larger than life super spy movies. And that that's what made it so much fun. And I really loved like I had no idea what Alexi's powers, if he had any powers were so he's basically the Russian Captain America. He's oh, the Russian super soldier. Yeah, he took apparently the Russian version of the super soldier serum, mm-hmm. and he was the. Uh, I was well, very surprised. He's like, I'm going to move this bus like out of nowhere. Like, holy crap! Yeah, at the yeah. very first, at the be- at the beginning, that was yeah, that was a surprise to be like, oh, he's been like that all the time. It's not like they were just like suddenly something. They were already ingrained into American society, but they were still very much Russian. Well, I mean, at that point in time, uh, uh, Alexei Super was. Uh, into the uh, you know into the whole propaganda right. bought into everything, so yeah, uh, I love the fact that they were able to really kind of hit a lot of fun different Easter eggs and going all the way to the end uh, with uh, the the bonus scene on that uh, at the, the 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 very very end with uh, 
oh gosh, what is her name? Oh, Valentina uh, Allegra de Fontaine. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Oh, who, Which uh, we, we, we weren't supposed to see her first in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but because of COVID, we ended up mm-hmm. seeing her yeah, Which it's, I mean, uh, honestly, this was supposed to be her debut was in this movie. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the way it still, they, they it did still it, it worked. was still good. Yeah. And yeah, it, it still worked. You know, it, it, I don't think it ruined the surprise because I was just as surprised to see her show up in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So it still gave me that like, holy cow, who's this? Exactly. It's, it's, it's Elaine. <laughs> Elaine's a bad guy. Damn it, Elaine. <laughs> Which actually would make way more sense if they just called her Elaine. It was just Elaine Bennis yeah. the whole time running uh, behind all that and eventually being what they what they call in the comics, Madam Hydra. Mm. Uh, I'm excited yeah. to see what they're going to be doing with her because you do see General Ross at the beginning. So there's always that kind of floating Thunderbolts um, baddie group yeah. that is the, the bad guys doing good, which they've kind of already alluded to. But I don't know whether or not it's going to be like the Thunderbolts or like the Dark Avengers because we saw John Walker who is the uh, yeah. the not Captain America had already nope. been uh, brought in from by her, and we're seeing more along the lines of those kind of mirror versions, even even with like Yelena. But it seems even at the end of the story here that she would have a different thing as opposed to dealing with uh, 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 with uh, her as a with the Cassandra Bobana fan or whatever her name is. Uh, <laughs> She's Fontaine. Like, hey, I'm on uh, yes, vacation. Uh, uh, Leave yes. me alone. Yeah. yeah. Like it just seems like yeah. kind of interesting that she'd be a part of that. But I mean, it makes sense in terms of having maybe not the best or maybe sort of like Black Ops Avengers team that they want to kind of put together. I just, I'm yeah, still this is, I'm obsessed uh, with uh, Yelena. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, Florence Pugh, everything she does that I've seen her in is phenomenal. If you guys haven't seen Fighting with My Family, I definitely recommend it. Oh, I haven't. I, this is, I think this might be the first time I've seen Florence Pugh, so I didn't know she had, I, I didn't know much else about her. So that's Fi- cool. Fighting uh, with My Family is the one with The Rock where she's a part of like, a, she's British with her family that are all into wrestling. Nick Frost is in it. Lena Headey's in it. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, nice. It's based off a true story. Uh, it, she's phenomenal in it, and sh- just to see her range as being an actual wrestler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's really cool. Going back to Black Widow, one of the more li- little more disappointing part was really kind of the uh, the bad guys in this one. I mean, I get Drakov being the, the overseeing, the overarching bad guy who can mind control all of the extra Black Widows. Uh, we find out that Budapest uh, with um, uh, Hawkeye and her was the mission to kill him. And that kind of went to plan, but then we find out, nope, surprise, nope, not so much. It didn't really kind of work out that way. Um, So, I mean, obviously that has to be kind of the big bad, but his henchmen kind of felt into the the villain meh aspect for me, which was Taskmaster, who is a... people are very mad about that. Which is, it's an entity that uh, uh, in the comic books and in this one can mimic each person, anybody they see their fighting style. So it's very interesting at that. But when they did the big reveal, first off, I don't know how I didn't pay attention at this, but it, like I didn't even realize it was his daughter the whole time. I was just like, don't! And like, then when, I was like, when it, when yeah, it was that, announced. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm like, who is this, like, who is this person and why yeah. should I care? I had to look it up and realize I was like, oh, okay, that yeah, makes you knew, sense. Yeah. You, you must have missed that because they they really wanted that, you know, they wanted that to be a thing. You yeah. Know, like, oh, this haunts her. She killed the kid and you know, in order to kill him, and then she didn't end up killing him, and then, oh, I killed the kid, but then the kid is not dead, but the kid is 
at least you know it, it, it's it was a little confusing like did natasha make her like pretty much brain dead but as it turns out no her own father did that yeah but, so natasha just gave her a bad scar it looks like otherwise she's okay and it kind of <laughs> and it, like that was like the red on her ledger that was like the bad part of like uh the worst thing she's ever done yeah yeah the worst thing she ever did so it was one of those things where it's like well this is hanging over her so you got some closure on that and you were able to get through that and getting towards the end of it it opens up for there being you know black widows all over the world which i would love to see almost like an agents of shield type show where they're around there trying to recover all the other ones that haven't or are are still active and then turning that into some sort of like born identity type show and we kind of saw a little bit of it with the agent carter show yeah Mm -hmm. and apparently and i didn't read into it because i haven't seen it yet the uh the legends the marvel legends show that's on disney that comes out like episodic Uh yeah yeah they did one about agent carter and a lot of people weren't happy about it oh really so i i have to go and watch it now so i'll report back I think one of the biggest things also with the uh, the post credit scene where we see uh, Yelena and uh, Banana Fana hanging out and she's giving her to the job is that it leads into the Hawkeye series mm-hmm. because Florence Pooh's Pew. <laughs> Pew's like character. Pew, pew, pew. I know, I know. I could, <laughs> Let's just call her the off-white widow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's wearing off-white a lot, so I'd say the we'll call her the off-white the widow. The, the eggshell yeah. widow. <laughs> but yeah. uh, you, the target that she's being sent out to kill is Clint Barton. So Whoops! Yeah! That can't uh, happen! And it's like, oh, look at that. The person who killed your sister, which we know isn't necessarily the case how Black Widow died, but it sounds like that's how the perception is, or at least how they're feeding the perception and getting that information out there. So here's the sad thing is that she was brainwashed, then she gets free, and then here comes Valentina to brainwash mm-hmm. her again. Oh, of course. You know, it, it really sucks like, for these poor widows. It's it's kind of like the X-23 story if you read the comics. Uh, because she left, she finally was able to break free from, you know, the Weapon X-ish project that she was a part of. And when she broke free of that, like, the character took a really dark turn and ended up going and be, trying to kill Wolverine. That didn't work because he told her the truth. And then tries to becomes a prostitute for a while with a very wow. abusive pimp because they're kind of stuck in that cycle. They need, even though they're free, they don't know how to be free. And so that's yeah. why it reminded me of it. I know I didn't oh, want to get into don't, dark. Don't get Loki going. Don't get Loki going because he'll tell you. See, I was right. Freedom is up. You know, freedom is nothing but just basically what is it? Shackles you. You know, his mm-hmm. whole speech that he gives in the Loki show, and he mm-hmm. also gave it uh, uh, in the first movie he was in with the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was talking, freedom is not something you want. I'm doing you a favor. Glorious purpose. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. So, and there is something to be said. There's some good philosophy all the way through these Marvel shows, by mm-hmm. the way. There's yeah. a lot of cool stuff said in the midst of punches. Uh, so all in all, I really did enjoy Black Widow. Uh, I got it for the premiere access, so I'll be watching it again and again to get my money's worth. Oh. <laughs> so how's that work? Now, do you have premiere access for everything or just that one? Just that one. So it's a la carte, but once you get it, you uh, have it. You have it until right, they right. release so it like, to everybody. So, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I got to wait till October, I'm told, and then I get it. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, you can uh, wait until then. I don't have to wait, but uh, you no, can go you back and watch you- it. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> exactly. Um, so let us know how you guys felt about it. Vicky's- what about Joey D's? Did he see it? I don't think I have not seen it yet. So oh! sorry about all the spoilers, Joe. <laughs> and you know what? I'll probably watch it. Yeah, you could just forget all about so that. You, uh, don't worry on, about on a it. scale of uh, one to seven hundred and twenty-two, what do you give it? Seven hundred and twenty-two. Uh, yeah, I right, probably, we'll, probably give we'll it go a to ten. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would give it a solid eight. 
Um, Ooh, I felt some. Right. I felt there was a couple uh, small issues, but little ticky tacky things. I don't necessarily care that much about. Uh, I thought. I thought the uh, the the final fight scene was over the top ridiculous, but you're supposed to have that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was fun uh, to see that happen. That was insane at the. Yeah, that was a little okay. Yeah, even was, I was, was like, well, now nah, come on. I was like, okay, well, this is where they're going with that as well. Um, yeah. And David Harbour as uh, the Red Guardian is probably one of my favorite uh, just interactions. Like the whole family dynamic mm-hmm. with them um, was. Really good. There were some really good heartfelt moments. So uh, all in all, yeah, a really good one. I would love to see the what if is if they like had to be stuck as a family for like another twenty years. <laughs> so they actually grew up together and continued the charade or charade. How, I don't know how they put it. It's charade. close. Charade. charade. If you want to be British, charade. Uh, it's a charade. I just tell you. for like another 20, 30 years and see. And then they have to go in and be bad guys or whatever it is they have to do. <laughs> uh, but by and large, you like the movie. I very much enjoyed it. What would you give it out of ten? I'd give it 8.5, 9 out of 10. Nice. Just because it's, I, I think I, I prefer more of the superhero power movies. Mm-hmm. Cause, or just something with a little bit more kick. Yeah. And I also feel like Scarlet, I love that there was Florence uh, Pugh's character just because she kind of allowed her to be funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point too because she's so stoic <coughs> as a character. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, she, she, yeah. She kind of, you know, keeps everything, you know, what's what's that term? Grounded. No, um, lighthearted keeps everything close to the vest. Ah, I see what you're saying there. Okay. So you're kind of like, what? What are you doing? <laughs> are you analyzing me? Are you thinking? Are you sad? Are you like? It's kind of hard to tell. But then, like when she would hang out with Elena or Elena, Yelena, you could see her getting her to open up. Mm-hmm. BJ, how do you feel yeah, about I, it, man? I, I, I have to say, I I'm giving it a seven and a half, and it's for the very, it's for the end. I really, when it got to be the Black Widow and the Furious, uh, you know, just a ridiculous <laughs> ending. And it is about family. Look at that. Tie it all yeah. in together. Love it. it really, you know, that's when I was like, okay, this ending's a little bit much for me. Yeah. But I really enjoyed the sisters. I, I enjoyed the family dynamic. I enjoyed the pain of these two little girls. I mean, they did a really good job. Out of context, you... that sounds really bad, by the way. <laughs> I enjoyed yeah. the pain of these two Well, girls. yeah. I mean, they, they, <laughs> these, two, these two young kids that really were in a family and then really just – and then – the idea that human beings can basically be trafficked is exactly really what happened here. Those mm-hmm. two young kids got trafficked. It's a it's a wonderful story about how humans can be really be horrible to other humans and how they all tried to pick up the pieces in their lives to make it right. And I I, I think that's a great fa- and it is. It's a family story, uh, and it was done really well. And 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 I I was surprised at how much of that hit me. I was just like. Wow, there's some, there's some good depth in this movie, and I really appreciated that. So, I mean, but it gets a seven point five uh, for me, which I think you know I might have gone to an eight, but I think the movie theater made me like it better than maybe. I, I don't Fair know, enough, you know? yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know, seven, I think still seven and a half is a solid rating, absolutely uh, for, for this movie. You know, you might be able to even a coax an eight out of me. Well, you know, uh, again, it's that like, the, the Black Widow and the Furious just was like, okay, come on, okay. Uh, we go, we, all right, we're, we're we're going to space with our car. Okay, great. I'm okay with this. All right, guys. Well, let us know how you feel about it. BJGeekNation at gmail.com, where you can send us some posts or uh, some topics via the old social media. But now it is time to get to the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. All right, Vicky, what do you got for us? It's Friday. Oh, wait. Yeah. So that means movies. Movies. Fun. Uh, the biggest one has to be The Suicide Squad. Yes, this is not Suicide Squad. It is The, the Suicide the, Squad. The, the, oh. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, it is. I know. I'm very excited for this because James Gunn is coming back 
uh, well, not back to D.C. This is the first time he's doing D.C., but he's taking a weird ragtag group of, uh, I don't even want to call them like B-list. I think they're like Z-list uh, baddies. Some of these, yeah, definitely yes. for sure. Like a polka dot man, <laughs> thinker. Uh, although King Shark has a very special place in my heart because after hearing Ron Funches' version on the Harley Quinn show, he oh, is yeah, one of my so favorites. I need to watch so that. Good. <laughs> and uh, he's been in so many different, the, the character King yes. Shark has been in so many different iterations of everything. Mm-hmm. Been in Flash, yeah, <laughs> uh, the, the TV show on the C-dub. Definitely, it looks like it's worth the watch because of as of right now, there isn't any audience score, but mm-hmm. there is a 95% tomato meter from the critics. I think oh. people were trying to review nice. bomb it. Yep. Because, I mean... The people who liked, I guess, the first one? Or, yeah, something along those lines. Or even, I don't even know, like, the, the when they're trying to do it, it's, sometimes they have an agenda, maybe Marvel versus DC or something silly like that. But, like... I think at this point you should probably just understand that it's James Gunn and he's going to be weird. He's going to be quirky. And if you've seen any of his movies. Uh, it's for the people who uh, who are all about restore the Snyder Cut, I guess. Okay. They were the ones giving the negative reviews. But it was David Ayer who did that one. Right. Which which doesn't make any sense because even David Ayer himself has said that that wasn't like his movie, Suicide Squad, wasn't even the right cut. Like, Mm -hmm. the studios came in and uh, chopped that one all up. And even John Cena, who is Peacemaker in the new (laughs) Suicide Squad movie, has said, you know what? It's it's in the company's best interest to listen to their audience. And if it's a demand they've got, uh, and they've got it, so why wouldn't they release it, basically? Totally. Uh, And so a lot of people are kind of, like, are standing behind him, that there needs to be an air cut of the first Suicide Squad movie. And hopefully it will make it not garbage. Because they did a lot of reshoots. And Mm -hmm. we had the theory that the reason they did that was to probably add more funny because it was around the time that Deadpool came out. Uh, Uh, And so I remember they're like, Deadpool came out. It's hilarious. It's filthy. And they're like, "Uh, so we have some reshoots we got to (laughs) do. And I remember that kind of being the speculation to why. But everyone is saying that not only is it a good movie, but a a lot of the cast had a really great time. I think I was reading, I think Viola Davis, is that her name? Yeah. She was saying that it was such a great environment to work in. And it's just all around looks like like it was a good place to be. And so I'm very excited to go see this. I might have to see it in in the theater. I might have to see it at home. Like, there's been spoiler-free reviews, but everyone is saying that they're in love with King Shark. Okay, yeah. And I just, I want to see how epic this is on the big screen. Uh, I'm very excited to be able to do that. So I think this is one of those ones. I mean, I'll also probably end up watching it on HBO Max. I feel like it's going to be one of those ones that I'll be doing it a lot. Uh, Feels like it's going to be Suicide Squad of the Galaxy is really what it has <laughs> to be. I'm okay with Not this. Not wrong, yeah, right? Uh, but... Speaking of things that, like on Rotten Tomatoes, I was uh, checking out Rotten Tomatoes uh, earlier today on Twitter and seeing some of their latest posts. I've got some big news. What's that? As of yesterday, they announced that not only is Cobra Kai returning for a season four. Nice. That'll be in December. Mm-hmm. We are also officially getting a Bad Batch season two in 2022. Oh, nice. Oh. And, and BJ, you've been watching, uh, you've been watching yeah. a lot of that. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a good show. It has filler episodes that I'm not crazy about, but uh, there is def- you're you're seeing definitely the Empire what they did uh, after they won. This is a, after the Empire mm-hmm. won in Order sixty six. You get to see how they basically uh, you know became this dictatorship, horrible thing, and uh, you get to go see some planets who really thought they were fighting for the right side, and then they realize <laughs> we were not fighting Whoops. for the right side. This sucks. Uh, you get to see some beloved characters that we've seen in other animated shows and the beginnings of them. 
Uh, so this is good. We've seen some cool people uh, from the live action shows as well as the animated shows, sort of like their beginnings, their origin stories. Uh, you know, put uh, you know, put forward in Bad Bat. So I'm excited. Nice. And something that kind of just went over my head completely was apparently there was a teaser trailer that dropped like last a couple weeks ago uh, for Why the Last Man, which is going to be yeah. appearing on FX on Hulu. Uh, and I'm like, how did I not see the teaser trailer? And because uh, Rotten Tomatoes also put out like the new poster they came out with. Uh, I was like, oh, is there anything else? But apparently there is also an official trailer that dropped yesterday. Oh, I got to watch that then. Oh, yes. wow. Okay, yeah. It I was have, like, uh, oh. like uh, yeah, literally. I was like, oh, let me check this out. Oh, hey, look, this just dropped. Wow, why probably the last watch man? That. Uh, oh, I'm going to look at that myself. Uh, but apparently uh, it's going to be coming September 13th. So right around the corner. Ooh, and it looks so like it's going to have 10 uh, episodes in total. This is going to be fun. Is this streamed, or is it going to be on FXX or FX it's or whatever? It's FX, exclusively FX on Hulu. Yeah, so it feels like it will be available on Hulu. And that's, okay, so that's how that, because there's so many shows that I don't know. There's a new uh, show about uh, some, uh, uh, it looks like it's a Native American trailer park boys almost called, <laughs> uh, it's a Reservation Dogs. And I thought, okay, I oh, went and yeah. thought I'm going to record this on my TV and it wasn't available on my TV. And I'm like, wait, I just saw the commercial for it. Uh, I don't get it. I'm So I'm, so there are some shows that are just streaming only. And this one here feels like it's that case. It's going to be mm-hmm. streaming only on Hulu, and somehow FX is involved, even though FX doesn't going to, isn't going to broadcast it on their cable network. Oh, neat. Reservation Dogs is uh, created by Taika Waititi. Oh, That's that. why I wanted to watch it. Yeah. I was like, this looks wow, good. Wow, that looks fun. Let but I, I think it's only streaming, and so I'm like, okay, I got to... Oh, I'm so confused with how to get this. <laughs> uh, the other movie that I hear that everyone's been talking about and saying it's been really good is The Green Knight. Yeah. I've heard a like lot Dev of good Patel. things. Oh, I, yeah, I've, I've heard loved that Dev too. Patel. Mm-hmm. So, All right, so the, where's that at? Uh, that's what I'm taking a peek at. Look at The believe- Green Knight with... Deb Patel, of course, we you know we we we've we've had a good interview with Deb Patel. He's he's a, he's oh, a yeah. wonderful wonderful guest. Way back in the day for uh, Slumdog Millionaire. Uh, well, also for Chappie too. Oh gosh, yeah, that's right. It's yeah, funny. I forgot how good Chappie was. I'm looking at the Rotten Tomatoes, and it says the tomato meter is 90, percent but the audience score is 53. But everyone I've I've seen on Facebook posts about it and commenting, not even just friends in general, um, was loving it. So I'm wondering if it's one of those like they want to review bomb it. For, Maybe, yeah. For specific reasons. So what is this review bomb? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm unfamiliar with this term. It's people who will, uh, basically a bunch of people with either different accounts or bots will negatively review something. So it gets a lower rating. So it gets a lower rating and then thereby people will be less inclined to want to actually watch it. They did that when uh, Captain Marvel came out. And by and large, it doesn't seem to uh, actually work at all. That that would be audience review bombing because yes. they can't, yeah. they're not legitimate mm-hmm. crit- critics. Boy, that's disturbing because you're just seeing that. Well, you're seeing that in a lot of things in life, where where people can really affect a system, you know, by basically gaming the system and beating it, and therefore you're not getting accurate. You're not really getting an accurate result as to whether or not that thing is worth what it's worth, or if it's good as it's good. I mean, I get you can do that, but boy, that sucks if you're a regular person just trying to see if a movie's for you, and it turns out it might or might not be based on the review bombing. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I guess I got to go with the critics again. I was I was thinking I could trust the people. 
I don't trust anybody. Yeah, that's the okay. good way to go about that. Oh, I like that. <laughs> All right, then, but then I then if I trust you, then I am trusting the people. So I have to not trust you guys either. Damn it. Don't so, trust anybody. The Green Knight did not have a hybrid release. It's only in theaters right now. Yeah, so oh, that is what? Yeah, and basically the Green Knight is King Arthur's headstrong nephew embarks on a daring quest to t- to confront the Green Knight. Oh. So yeah, so it's Arthurian legend. I'm All here right, for well. it. Yeah. All right, I'll I'll see it sometime. Well, until next time, guys, stay nerdy.